0: What is going on everyone, Afandi here. Welcome to the Z Takeover Podcast. On this podcast, we will be interviewing some of the most successful world leaders in their space as we sit down and discuss topics related to entrepreneurship, marketing and personal development. We are here to empower Generation Z with motivation, knowledge and skills to escape the rat race one interview at a time. Now, before we dive into the episode, please take a moment to subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts as to support in this journey it means the absolute world to me. With that being said, now let's dive straight into the episode and welcome our guest. What is going on guys? Welcome to the Z Takeover Podcast. We are here to empower Generation Z with motivation, knowledge and skills to escape the rat race one interview at a time. I'm your host, Afandi. Today, we have a very special, special guest. We have another real estate guru on board our podcast. He's among the top 1% realtors in Singapore's largest real estate company, Propnex. Uh, as the founder of Theo Duo Property, he also has an e book titled The Jumpstart St- uh, Strategy on how average Singaporeans can own a private property for $600 a month. Now, that is what I call value, right there, guys. Today we have Ian Theo here with us. Thank you so much for coming on, brother.
1: Thank you so much, Fandi.
0: Alright, um, number one, I'm super excited to have you on here. I've always been a huge fan of your um, value-added approach when it comes to social media, you know. I've been following you on Instagram for quite a while now. Um, but before we get yeah. into that, for our listeners who may not know who you are, why don't you tell us more about yourself and how you got into, into the real estate industry?
1: Yeah, man. Thank, thank you so much for the wonderful introduction. I think uh, Fundy did a fantastic job. Uh.
0: Thank you. Thank you so uh, much, much Ian. Ian. <laughs>
1: Yeah, you know, I think uh, Fendi shared a little bit about me. I am uh, currently, you know, the, among the top 1% in my company in Propnex. Uh, this year-wise, I dropped a little bit. I'm around the top 5%, all right, for the first half of 2020, uh, even during COVID. So, I, I think it's uh, not bad considering has no. been going on in the economy. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's a little bit about myself. I really like investing. So, if you have ever, you know, seen any of my my social medias, right, you know that I'm very strong when it comes to um, doing numbers, when it comes to investing, you know, and Mm -hmm. and it's it's really my passion, you know, to look through. I I find a lot of joy, uh, especially when I'm able to help my clients, you know, to, you know, reassess their portfolio. I think that's the main thing I do, apart from, I think, most people's conception of real estate is just uh, buy, sell rent, you know. Mm, a lot people of people think about property agents, is all buy, sell, rent. But uh, for me, I don't do buy, sell, rent. I focus a lot more on my clients, you know. So what I focus on is um, not on the product, which is usually a property, but I focus a lot on my clients. So what I mean is I look a lot in terms of, you know, their needs, you know, what they're looking for, uh, you know, in terms of their portfolio, how we can actually maximize it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, uh, we we'll touch more on that definitely. Um, do you currently own any property in Singapore? Uh,
1: I do have. Uh, uh recently I went to BTO with my, my girlfriend. So mm. we uh wanted. Alright, I already, I told her that we should go for a private property, a one bedroom. Uh, we start small and grow from there, right? But I because I can tell you that private properties, right? That's where you can really see. Uh, you know, profits, you can really see the capital gain there. But HDB, um, the only time, right, I will ever touch a HDB is when uh, I I find that there's very huge potential, especially for BTOs, where you can actually leverage, uh, all right, on the grants and, you know, the the upfront discounts, similar to like properties, if you are able to to purchase, especially during this time, uh, with attractive prices or discounts from the developer, those are opportunities to me, you know, and I wasn't really looking at the BTO until my girlfriend sent me. It's a recent one. Uh, I know some of you listening, you might have, you know, tried for it. It's at Topayo Reach. All right. It's five minutes from Brado MRT, five minutes from Caltecourt. But that's not important, you know. Most important is when I went to look at the, I went to study the area and I went to look at the prices, right. I estimated I should be able to conservatively make a profit of around $200,000.
0: It's amazing. From the H T V, you yeah. know. So
1: to me, this is huge opportunity. And you know, I, I thought, why not, right? Why not try for it? It's only ten dollars to, to try for yeah. a BTO. So sure. we went for it and you know, thank god we got it. You know, we really got it. So I decided, okay, let's let's just go ahead. You know, anyway. I think uh Fundy knows recently I also just uh, proposed to my fi- my now fiance.
0: Yeah, congratulations. Yeah, so-
1: yeah you know it's a journey, it's a journey to start uh, yeah so that, that that's that's the property that I have now, but I already prep my girlfriend uh, I mean my fiance that you know the moment my, our, our HDB hits MOP when we can sell it we should you know we should do yeah. that asset progression and we should move on yeah
0: uh, can you touch more on that? what are the maybe top three things that you look out for in terms of choosing the right property?
1: All right. So when it comes to choosing real estate, right? Um, I really think that a lot of people need to look past emotions. Mm. They really need to look past emotions. So things that I consider, I would say the top five things that uh, would be really important is, uh, number one, is, is there transformation going on in the area? Is there something that is, uh, you know, going to be happening in the area? Because transformations, you need to understand this money that's being pumped in is from the government. Is government investments, you know? Yeah. So if the government is putting money in the area, you can jolly well quite be sure that, you know, there will be some sort of uh, improvement in the area. We can see this even in globally, right? Cities that uh, last time suburbs, the, the government pump in money, turned into a new uh, cosmopolitan city. You can see the property prices move up from there. Second thing I'll look at is of course the entry price, which most people focus a lot on, you know, just the entry yeah. price. But I think the, the, the 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 thing that I, I see with people is they confuse themselves between undervalue and underpriced. And this is something I also share a lot on my videos, you know, the the, the difference between undervalued and underpriced. So most people I would say they focus on underpriced where
0: mm.
1: one price is lower than the other. All right. And they only compare based on prices. But as investors, I feel it's really important we need to understand this this uh, term of undervalue, where the price is below what it's worth so that that's what i actually help my clients to go for that is what if you are buying your own property that's Mm. something you need to look out for all right yeah sorry the video is lagging a little bit No, it's fine. and you know another thing i will look out for is of course uh, in terms of the rentability as well because um, price is a subset of rentability you know so what mm. things that you need to think of, you know, what are the things the tenants are looking for? Is there amenities nearby, or maybe there's good schools and stuff like that. I think this one most people uh, look out for, mm. all right? And of course also other attributes, I would say, uh, in terms of, uh, let's say the facing of the place, the, you know, whether there's West Sun and stuff like that, those will be really down to the nitty gritty. And the last thing would be the exit strategy, you know, have a clear exit strategy for mm. yourself. Uh, you know, maybe like for myself, for the HTV that I, I BTO'd for, 200K would be my, will be my point, all right? Like, if I'm able to make a 200K profit or more, I'm exiting already. I, I'm, I'm just going to exit the, the, the market, you know, and then move on to your, to your next. Because you must understand that properties are assets. Assets don't grow infinitely, all right? There will come a point where um, the asset will start to underperform, you know, just like if you're investing in the stock market, there will be a time where, uh, a company grows so big, right? You cannot expect yeah. their, their their stock price to keep growing at, you know, 20, 30% growth, yeah, all right? You exactly. would naturally slow down. And that's where you might want to move your funds, right? Move the money that you have into a different company or, or in, a, in a real estate sense, into a different property,
0: yeah. That's really interesting. Um, but, okay, so how do we actually, like, what are the steps do you need to take in terms of like, in terms of the, the research and the analysis, like how do you go about doing that?
1: Okay, so I think, of course, a little bit comes from experience. Uh, maybe mm-hmm. i just share a little bit for about my myself and, you know, my family and why yeah, sure, uh, you sure. know, I'm so passionate about real estate. It's because my family, we started from a very humble background. You know, I, I don't know whether many of you all know, but my family, when we started out, we were also starting in a HDB. You know, my parents mm-hmm. bought a HDB at that time and we really came from a very, very humble background. My, my relatives are so same, you know, my, my grandparents, they don't have much, and I remember as a kid, every birthday, right, there was only one thing that I wanted, which is to eat McDonald's Happy Meal, because that was a luxury for me at that time, <laughs> really. I don't have toys, I don't have the opportunity to eat fast food outside. So, every time my birthday, when my parents ask me, what do I want? I want a happy meal because I get both. You know, I can have, I can enjoy fast food. I can get a toy as well. So, that was, that was the the life that we were living. But, I mean, thank God, uh, you know, my dad met a mentor. Down the road, you know, he went into property investing. We sold our HDB and then we moved on. And I saw how, you know, all my relatives, were starting on the same uh, slate. We're starting at the same starting point. Yet, you know, uh, my family now is, I would say, very comfortable at where we're at. You know, we have, uh, you know, the financial capabilities to take care of my grandparents, which I think that's that's important, right? Money is to me it's just a tool. You know, it's just yeah, a tool.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, uh, I'm, I really thank God. You know, the the financial uh, affordability that we have now allows us to really take care of our grandparents. My grandparents very very well. Uh, they're living with us, uh, you know. And if, let's say, we didn't do anything at the start, we wouldn't have what we have now. You know. So, back to the point about, um, you know, how do you do the research? Really, it comes a lot into having the experience. But I think some pointers that you can look out is, of course, a lot of information is free nowadays. You know, a lot of information is free nowadays. And, you know, you read, the, it's important to always read the news to keep up with, you know, the, the latest updates, from the government because um, regulations, right? They can change a lot, and the regulations change so fast, and it does affect the markets. For example, back in twenty seventeen, um, you know, that was the 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 beginning of this like mini boom in the in the property market. Why it was because the government released the cooling measures, and at that time, it caused a lot of people who were waiting on the fence to jump into the market and to buy a property. So if you don't know about this, if you don't keep up, you wouldn't understand why, uh, you know, the property market, Sunny, had this um, mini spike, right, in 2017, just because of the regulation. So, you need to really keep up and, you know, doing the research-wise also, I think it's helpful is, you know, finding somebody to really just uh, guide you on it. I, I think, I really think that's better because even for myself, when I started, I actually pay money to learn how to invest. And I, I really believe in investing in yourself first. One of my favorite investors is uh, Warren Buffett, you know, and mm. uh, Warren Buffett has this uh, quote that says, you know, the best investment you can make is yourself. It's yourself. You should start with yourself first, you know, invest money into yourself in terms of gaining that knowledge so that, uh, you know, in the future, right, whatever you want to do, the knowledge, nobody can take it away from you. Money, people can take it away. But the knowledge that you gain, nobody can take away. And, you know, that's where you can continuously to grow. And, you know, I, I would really encourage everyone to do that and, you know, find a mentor who can really guide you to, to grow, to expand, learn how to do the research in terms of property because it is um, not as easy as it sounds to just explain it. I know I make it sound quite easy in the, in the videos because I try to simplify it, but yeah, it's yeah. really, really not, it really takes quite a lot of work, you know, to do the research, to really find out and to really understand uh, what's going on in the market. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, I really love that, man. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but you went to the yeah. university of Buffalo to study business administration, yeah. right? So yeah. how, okay, why did you transition into real estate? Like at which point of time in your life where you decide, okay, I want to do real estate as like your career choice.
1: Yeah. So I, uh, you know, I, after I graduated from uni, I would say I did not bad, uh, I graduated with uh, second-class honours, mm. but besides that, I, I went, I knew at the bottom of my heart that I like business, you know, I like uh, marketing, I like sales, I, like, I just like the whole idea of running a business, you know, it's something yeah. that was within me, and I, but I did not have the skills at that point, so I decided, okay, let me go and learn, let me go and acquire skills, and I think that that's very important, especially for young people, Uh, It's more important to build up your skill set, you know, uh, first, all right, before you think about chasing, you know, whatever monetary goals that you have, like build up what you have first so that you become an irresistible offer to anybody else who wants to hire you or if you plan to start your business. And that was where I came from. And at that point in time, you know, I mean, I'm still passionate about two things in life. Uh, Number one, investing. Number two is fitness. Mm. These are my two, top two passions, right? So, uh, I actually worked at the gym called Virgin Active, right Ooh, after university, yeah. mm. all right? Some of you That's might be familiar, Virgin Active, and why I chose it is because uh, they marketed themselves as a high-end gym, all right? And, they, and when I went there, you know, I still remember the interview, uh, the sales manager at the time interviewed me, you know, I took, I wanted to learn a sales skill, all right, at the gym, so, the guy interviewed me and why I chose him was also because uh, I felt going through so many interviews, he was someone who wanted to groom me based on oh. our interactions. I think that's very important. So, you know, if you are a fresh grad starting out, you need to find someone who is willing to invest time to groom you, not someone who's just there to hire you to do a job, but to groom you. Very important. So, I, I felt that like he was willing to groom me. And I remember he asked me this question, you know, like, where do I see myself in uh, one year time or three years time? So I told him in one year time, I'm going to be the sales manager, which was technically his job. (laughs) 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 But I told him like, no, 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 I understand, you know, I I do expect us to like grow together and I knew that they were opening up a new club at that time. So I said, I plan to be the sales manager for the new club within one year and three years, I will run that club. Mm. Yeah. i' I'll, I'll be the club manager basically running the, the whole gym you know and everything so that was, that was what I told him, and uh you know he didn't believe all right but fast forward one year later I got, I got it I, I was the sales manager chosen for that new club you know Amazing. and but at that point in time, um, I would say a lot of things happened. number one was the 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 manager right who previously hired me was shifted away, so they they, re, uh, they gave him a better role. And they put someone else above me, but I felt that at that point in time, the person above me was uh, too micromanaging, and it wasn't. Uh, she wasn't able to properly govern the team. All right, to to gel us together. And I, when I applied for the sales manager job, or so, they didn't get back to me after three months. Only when I tendered my resignation, because I thought that there was. That I, I thought about it. You know, I worked out my sums. I feel that there's I, there's so much more I can do. I, I believe in myself that. I can do so much more, right? So why am I being stuck here? So I decided I want to transit and move on. So when I terminate, that was when they gave me the job. They said, "No, no, no, no. We, we really want you to stay." But at that point, I really made, made up my mind. You know, I say, uh, "I'm going to do real estate." And why I chose real estate is because I saw uh, you know how real estate actually helped my family, and I felt that there's a lot of people out there who are not um, who might be same as my relatives, you know, who did nothing who who, who stuck on, right? Or maybe they have some old beliefs, old mindsets, and they cannot really break out of it, break out of this uh, uh, state that they, they are in, you know? So i feel like there's, there's so much more that I can do to really empower people. Why, why I joined the Virgin Active in the gym is also Because I really want to help people get better health. You know, health, health is, is very important. You know, you can earn yeah. all the money in the world, but uh, if your health is not good, I can tell you that you'll be suffering even, even though you're rich. You know, you'll be using your money just for health. And I've seen it so many times, uh, you know, even for some of my clients, you know, I I see it as well. So, I think health, both health uh, is important. Uh, You know, investing is also important. Uh, So, it's like both areas, all I want to do is just help as many people as I can. I just want to reach out, you know, I want to touch. That's why I do a lot of these videos. These and like, you know, these videos are free. I don't even charge a single thing. I just give it free because I really, really want to help people to be able to to really grow their their finances, you know, be it through investing in the stock market or even investing in real estate.
0: Yeah. Right. Speaking of that, um, what would you say differentiates yourself from other property agents? Because you mentioned the other day that you're not a property agent, right? But rather, you're a real estate consultant. So, yeah, touch more on that. Yeah.
1: Yeah, man. So, uh, I just want to put a disclaimer. Like I'm, not, I'm not putting down any real estate agents out there. Um, but I feel that the industry needs to change. The industry mm-hmm. needs to uh, evolve, right? So, I view myself more as a consultant in the sense that I always have this mindset in my head that I'm like a doctor when it comes to mm-hmm. real estate. All right. So, let me explain. I'm like a doctor. When you go and see the doctor, right? The doctor will first diagnose you, understand what's, what your needs are, you know, and then he try to come up with a diagnosis, right, give you some medication, all right, and the medication is to help you to get better from whatever illness you have, but the thing is you have a choice whether or not you want to take this medication, you have a choice, and if you reject to take the medication, you will never get better, you know, so, I mean, that's, that's, that's something like a consultant's role, right? I can give you all the best advice. I can give you, you know, whatever research that I've done, data that I've done. But ultimately, right, it's, it's up to the client to decide, you know, hey, do I want to, to, to go ahead or not? If not, then you may or may not be able to reach whatever results that you want, or you may or may not be able to, you know, see, see, uh, grow the potential, you know? And the, the industry right now for real estate is like, majority of people, I would say maybe 80%, um, majority just transactors, yeah. all right? They just do buy, sell rent. And if you really understand where the world is going to, COVID-19, um, you know, I would say, gave the world a push, all right, into digitalization very fast. We were already on oh, track to do digitalization, but it was just kind of delayed because a lot of people kind of like, ah, oh, yeah, you know, next time, you know, that'll be for my children's generation. But COVID-19 really gave it that push, all right, to really fast forward, a lot of, I can tell you so many companies, right, um, you know, when I speak to, to those uh, high ups in the companies, they, they always believe that, you know, it's impossible to work from home, all right? Oh, it cannot be, it's, there's too much confidential stuff, we cannot work from home, but COVID-19 I think, gave that push, look at how many banks, all right, people are working from home, no matter what role they are. So... Even for real estate, right? If you are a real estate agent, if you are listening to this now, I can tell you that there, there is a shift, all right? Right now, there are apps that can that can already do the buy-sell rent. There are apps that can do buy-sell rent right now. And, you know, if we don't involve, right? If we don't value add, if we don't really um, upgrade ourselves, we'll be wiped out. Yeah, I can say we'll be wiped out. It's like McDonald's. Now, we honestly, we don't need the person at the cashier anymore. But yeah. there is still a person at the cashier, but... To be quite frank, I can tell you, we don't need the the person at the cashier. The machines that you order your McDonald's from is the cashier. Yeah, yeah. And real estate agents, if you only do buy, sell, rent, you are that cashier at McDonald's, all right? And that, you know, the robot or app or whatever can replace you in the future. Whether it's a near future or midterm future, time can only tell. But you will be obsolete. That is what I'm very confident of, you know. And, you know, we need to always evolve. We don't understand, and of course, by doing that, right, you actually are able to add more value to your clients, also, because you are gaining the knowledge, right? You are gaining, for example, most people, um, I mean, most realtors, they do, they focus on the transactions, they focus on products. That's why majority of the ads, all right, that you see on the market, right, be it the flyers or what, is always uh, about pushing products,
0: yeah, exactly. new launch. You know, like most of the time, <laughs> I, don't know a, see, I don't know
1: how you feel about it. Like, Fundy. Are you like quite uh, desensitized or annoyed to, to receive? I do you even, like honestly, you look at it, you probably throw it away,
0: right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I feel like these property <laughs> agents right, they are really wasting money on their ad spend because, like, whatever they're doing, right, even on social media, they are, they are wherever they are, even on WhatsApp, on on the advertisements, what they are doing, they are just selling, right? New launch, yeah. new apartment, new listing, and it's really annoying because. If you think about it, people go to social media, they are not there to buy something, right? They are there mm-hmm. to connect with their friends. They want to see what, what, uh, what yeah. their friends are up to, right? Where they went for holiday, where yeah. they are eating for lunch and dinner. They are not there to, to buy a property. To, so, if you think about it, especially in, in, in real estate, uh, in such a competitive industry, right? yeah. what you have to do as a property agent, you really have to stand out and you really have to adapt. Mm-hmm. And, and you have to, to to be different from the rest, if you're using the same approach right? if everyone is just doing home video tours and and, and yeah. posting things online and, and using that as their advertisement then you really cannot stand out you're really it's really competitive when everyone is going going for that the same the same uh, top few percent of the market that is trying to buy a property It's like everyone is comp- yeah. competing for that few few people yeah. right? and it's really yeah, yeah I mean like we really, really need a more value added approach such as what you're taking right now, so yeah. Let's dive deeper into that. What would your advice be for um, real estate agents that are tuning in on this episode? Like with regards to transitioning from being purely transactional salespeople to taking more of a value-added approach as a consultant or trusted advisor, like what are the first Mm. few steps they should take?
1: All right. I think the first thing, the biggest thing that I would believe uh, make the greatest impact in in uh, their career, right, would be mm. to stop thinking that real estate is a job. You should stop thinking it's a job, it's a business. It's a business yeah. that we are running. Honestly, we need to have this mindset that we have a business. The, that the moment you, you, you realize that, okay, your real estate career, right, is a business, then you start to run it like a business because when it comes to business, right, you really need to, to, to be able to constantly innovate, you know, have that edge, and that's where it comes to part two. I mean, the second thing that I, I think is very important to really upgrade yourself would be to, uh, as it is, you know, invest in yourself in terms of knowledge. Go out, you know, find, all right, uh, the knowledge, you know, if you, do, if you cannot find it yourself, find someone who can help you find it. Find someone, I always believe it's not about the lack of resources, it's about the lack of resourcefulness. Yeah. You need to be resourceful, right? You really don't have, have the that. resources now. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay to not have what the, uh, whatever resources you have now. Go out there and find, right? The, the most precious resource that a lot of people don't realize is actually your own time. Hmm. Your own time is the most precious resource, right? And of course, um, as you become more and more uh, successful in the sense, you want to be able to, to keep more time and reinvest whatever else you, which reinvest other resources. But at the start, you will definitely have to sacrifice some of your time, right, to, to find people who can really help you to grow. You know, that's why I think mentorship is really, really very important. Yeah. Uh, you know, look at it as a business, you know, learn to upgrade yourself. Like for myself, uh, why I'm always thinking and innovating is because I see it as a business. I see it as a business. And in fact, um, you know, some people might say that they don't know who to look for or look, or who to uh, emulate and stuff like that. I, I would just say, you just look at all the successful businesses that are already in the market that you know. For example, um, let's say if you're using an iPhone, right? Look at Apple. They, they do a fantastic job when it comes yeah. to marketing. I can tell you. It's yeah. fantastic marketing. And that's where I also try to learn a lot of things that they, they, are, they, are, they are doing, right? Uh, when it comes to Amazon. Right, the way that uh, Jeff Bezos constantly innovates, right, find new ways from. I, I'm not too sure how many people know, but Amazon started as like a online bookstore. But look at where they are yeah. now. So it, it, he, if Jeff Bezos just stick to being an online bookstore, right, I can tell you Amazon will die eventually. <laughs> it will die. All right, yeah. it will be taken over. But because Jeff Bezos knows that okay, I'm not running a bookstore. I'm running a business. I I I'm trying to grow it. You know, to much more or whatever the market needs. And, you know, that's where, you know, as real estate agents, we need to also fill the gaps in the market. Yeah, and if you really want to do well, I would say you, you need to find these gaps and fill them. Because, uh, like you say, like Afandi, if you are running the race like everybody else, you will never stand up. You will never yeah, be exactly. able to, to be special, right? And yeah. if you're not special, then you, you kind of just blend in. Nobody will notice you.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, you... You mentioned Apple, right? If you look at how they are marketing their products, they are not there to sell their products, like exactly in terms of exactly all the ads that they're running. They never, they've never done anything to sell the <laughs> product, right? Yeah, and that, that's yes. what most property agents fail to realize. Like, if you see all the advertisements it's all about selling, and yeah, I feel that like one approach that they should take is more of a value approach. So what they should take in like in terms of the approach that you should take for advertisements, it, they they should really give value first and really um, provide those in terms of like either educating or providing providing entertainment for the, the audience, right? And that's how you can yeah. captivate them. And yeah, I mean, one thing that we all need to know is that we just have to model people who have been successful, right? It's, it's really yeah. easy. You just have to model them. You learn from them and then you sort of modify to suit your needs, right? Yeah. And it's less it's, yeah. not, it's not about copying or what it's, it's just all about modification and modeling. Yeah. success. Yeah. So yeah. uh tell me more about your ebook, right? The jumpstart strategy and sort of your purpose in giving out this valuable piece of content.
1: All right. So I mean the jumpstart strategy, if you go on to like my social media, either Facebook, Instagram, or even my uh, my my website that I have, I have the jumpstart strategy that is totally free. It's actually uh it's to help HTB. Uh, owners, right, to upgrade to a condominium. And, you know, it's not just not just for the sake of upgrading, but to really give them that jump start in terms of their building their financial nest, which is the same thing that happened for my family. You know, I saw how, how that shift, right, that, that one shift that we made allowed us to expand to so much more. And I feel that so many Singaporeans, right, are kind of stuck in their old mindset, you know, where, you know, you buy one house and you stay forever. Even my grandparents till today, till today, they still believe that you buy a house and you stay forever. But mm-hmm. I, can, I can tell you guys quite honestly, my grandparents, their house now, even if they sell it, they don't have much. Because yeah. of this, you know, this mindset. If they sold it much, much earlier, they would have been able to multiply to so much more, all right? At the same period of time, I remember I have a client and because of some circumstances, he could not be entitled to buy HDB at that point in time. So in the end, he was kind of forced um, to, to buy a landed property. And he managed to buy, uh, I think it was a semi-D at that time, yeah. in Bukit Timah, all right, for only a few hundred thousand dollars. Wow. Maybe I think That's 100 amazing. or 200,000. And today, uh, when I sold it, it was worth, you know, five to six million dollars.
0: Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> amazing. You know, and he was
1: forced to buy the landed property. So, the thing is, you know, there will always be uh, opportunities in the market. There will always be, be areas where we will not be able to see if we only look from a lens of uh, common man, you know. Not to yeah. not to put down anybody, but really, you know, if you just look at things the way everybody is looking, then you'll be like everybody. There's a reason yeah, why yeah. people who are successful are successful because they are able to see things from a different perspective.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I fully agree on that. Um, all right, so... In terms of the marketing side of things, like, what, can we touch more on what's your purpose in terms of giving out this uh, valuable piece of content when it comes to, like, the marketing side of things? Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think I forgot to share a little bit also about Jumpstart. So, uh, yeah, Jumpstart was, is one of the, 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 I would say, like, marketing that I also do to, to really share, um, you know, valuable content mm. for everybody else. And also, um, you know, in terms of marketing, I, I believe that, you know, I believe in giving, giving first. You know, and that is my branding. My branding is to give first, all right. Whatever else, you know, my clients will definitely reach out to me. Because you know, they know that I gave value first, okay. Then now they are willing to give me their time, for example. You know, mm-hmm. so I have so many testimonials, right. My clients, you know, it, it will definitely, in, at the start, right, it's a little bit cold, all right. They will definitely be, you know, more, most consumers out there, they will be skeptical first. Even ask yeah. yourself, ask yourself. You see an advertisement, you are skeptical first. Right, but if you constantly see uh, someone or somebody or some uh, a company, right, that's always giving value, is always giving value back, then you'll you'll be more willing to hey give this guy a chance, right? Let me see what he has to offer, and you know during that opportunity given, I would say you really, really, really need to make sure that you can deliver, over deliver in terms of value, really mm. over deliver. Like whatever I share online, I can tell you is it's only really the peak of the iceberg, you know, because uh, if I were to go on and on, it would take me very, very long, right? It may be a one hour, two hour video, which nobody will watch. So yeah. I can only give so much doing that compress in time and I really have to simplify it. All right. But if let's say when my clients meet me more, I would say majority of them are very, very impressed. Right. They, especially when they see me and they realize like, I, I look so young. You know, I'm so young yet. Why do I have this uh, depth of knowledge? And you know, why do I know so much? But Like I said, you know, since young, right, um, my family has been investing in property. So, I I go on with my family a lot of times, uh, you know, when when my dad especially do a lot of investing. So, I learn a lot of things from him. And that's how I build up my experience. I build up my knowledge from there. And also, I'm always on the constant lookout, right, to add value to myself, Mm. to add value. I really take time to, like, uh I don't even honestly I can tell you I don't have leisure time. I don't watch Netflix all this because whenever I have free time, I'm watching videos that really can add value to me. You know, yeah, I watch relate. about how Yeah, yeah. It's it's like I, I really don't honestly, it's not that I want to put anybody down. I'm not saying that watching Netflix is wrong. Uh, you know, having leisure time is good, it needs time to relax, you know. But I see that as a waste of my time. Yeah. You know, I, I really see uh more value in just finding Uh, content or finding things that can add value to me you know like in terms of marketing recently i've been trying to get into tiktok you know for for realtors out there i can tell you right the if you look at the rate at which tiktok is growing it will be i would say the next uh top two biggest um social media platform already it will be it will be the top two currently the two places that tiktok is very very popular number one is india and china Okay, yeah. and if you, you understand both of these places, they have the world's largest population. So you just imagine the, the amount of content that's being reached, the amount of engagement, the amount of uh, people using the platform. Right? It can easily allow you to go into stardom that fast.
0: Yeah. If, Still, if
1: you're if you're into marketing.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I fully agree on that. Um, I feel like like with regards to TikTok, I feel like too many people view sort of demonize TikTok because they view it as like more of a Teenagers, uh, an app for teenagers yes. or kids, like, because you see all these people dancing. Yeah. But it can really be yeah. uh, a great platform for you to 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 build your personal brand. Yeah. So at the end of yeah. the day, as a property agent, I fully believe that you should really focus on your personal branding, because uh, and, yeah. and giving out that value uh, time and time again, because uh, you really want to have your prospects know, like, and trust you. Like get to that level to know, like, and trust you, because like like I, I I've said time and time again property is really a competitive industry and if you're not doing anything yeah. to differentiate yourself then you're really going to lose out and like you said yeah. if you are being probably transactional then mostly you're going to get wiped out in a few few years time right you're just being a cashier yeah so i fully yeah. agree on that um all right i want to dive deeper into property investing because i feel like you're the right person to ask here um so thank you what would your advice be for the younger demographic, like the Gen Z and the millennials? Right? What would your advice be for those of us who, who want to invest into a private property as early as possible? Like, right? What are the steps that we need to take and be aware okay. of? Yeah.
1: yeah, so this is something that I, I'm really uh, passionate about. You know, um, mm-hmm. I think the number one thing we need to understand is uh, delaying gratification as uh, millennials. Mm-hmm. Because I think you know, being in our generation, you just, you, you scroll through social media, you'll see a lot of uh, people, right, dressing very flashily, right? Uh, you know, driving nice cars, you know, maybe um, carrying expensive stuff. But I think ultimately, if you look at the people who are really, really, really very successful, really very rich, they are not flashy at all. Look at Warren mm. Buffett. I I I'm not, He has been driving the same Camry car for I don't know how many years, all right? And yet, uh he doesn't want to change, right? And he can easily uh buy I think he can buy the whole entire Toyota company if he wants to, you know. So yeah. it's like they 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 can do it but they don't, right? And look at you know, Bill Gates, you look at Jeff Bezos, you look at Mark Zuckerberg also. He looks like he he he's fresh out of college, you know, out of his college dorm room. You know, he's always dressed so <laughs> sloppily. You know, but yeah. the thing is he doesn't need to impress anybody, you know, and you know in the social media I feel our generation, we have this kind of false sense of need to impress everybody through the way we look, you know, and I feel no, we don't need to do it. that,
0: agree on you
1: know, we don't need to spend that that money, you know, that, I mean, what, $100 to buy, a, I don't know, hype beast shirt, I, I don't, I honestly, I don't understand it, you know, like, it doesn't matter, you know, what you wear, I, I think that what really matters is your confidence, if people, you can dress a $10 shirt, and you can be very confident, and people you know, we'll respect you no matter what. They will not look at you any differently. And that is something I hold strong to myself. Um, You know, so I really believe that, you know, when we're young, right, because we aren't able to earn that amount of income uh, so fast, all right, we should uh, focus a lot more in terms of uh, retaining the little that we have. All right, Mm -hmm. if let's say you're an army now, all right, spend more time saving up, saving up the money, all right, building up your war chest. You know, when it comes to, Opportunities, then that's where you want to deploy your funds. Even for myself, you know, a lot of people uh, call me the rich boy's son uh, behaving poor <laughs> because I don't buy a lot of uh, expensive stuff. But when I buy something, it's usually because I see that there's a huge amount of value and investment value, I go really very big on. I really go very big. You know, so this, this is my approach. Uh, I'm not saying that, you know, you should follow exactly, but try to learn the concepts, the principles, right? Like to really delay gratification, you know? Um, like even for university, I can say I would. 99% of my friends went for a graduation trip. I didn't. I mm. immediately, even before I, I graduate, all right? I already started applying for jobs. I wanted to straight away get get in the workforce, earn that income, right? So that I can pay back whatever loan or anything that I had. Although, thank God I don't have a loan because my parents sponsor, all right? But majority of people would not have that luxury. I know it. Majority build. So I, I was in a very fortunate uh, scenario, mm. but yet I did not take it for granted. I really wanted to build. All right, build that. I, I call it a war chest, uh, you know, where you, you prepare for war, you build it up, and then you know when opportunity comes, you go and deploy it. Yeah. So I think that's that's the first thing right that I would say with for our generation for billionaires, you really need to build up the, the funds that you have. Start building uh now. Alright, there's no, like tomorrow, it's like now. Now, if you're hearing this, you should start building now. If you plan to buy something expensive later, stop. If you need to start (laughs) saving right now, you know, because it builds habit, you know. Um, I was was having a a chat with my fiance, and then she was was sharing me about how her her friends watch this Netflix show about Game Changer. And that's where they start to do things very differently, you know, try to get out of their comfort zone. And I think that's something we need to do now. And, you know, Alongside that, right, it's like success uh, is not overnight. It's not overnight. It's not like, you know, one time, oh, then suddenly you got lucky, right? Yes, luck does play a small part, but I would say majority is not luck at all. You know, success, I believe, is a a daily accumulation of what you do. Mm -hmm. It's accumulation of what you do every day, you know? So, if every day, right, you are doing that little bit to improve yourself, I can tell you, you'll eventually be successful. If every day, you know, you say, uh, hundred dollar. Uh, every week, let's say you save $100 You know, at the end of the year You have $5,200 You know, something like that So you, you understand Everything you do every single day slowly It will accumulate You know, and if you, you know Continue invest in yourself Especially when you have time Which is your most precious resource Like can tell you people Hearing this, right If you are in your, you know Late 40s and 50s It's still not too late But can you imagine if you are in your 20s Or even younger than that Right, you have so much time, you have so much, uh, so much longer of a runway right, compared to people who are already in their later stages. And especially when you're young, um, we are in a very fortunate position in terms of we don't have so many responsibilities.
0: Yeah, exactly. We I don't agree. have so many
1: responsibilities.
0: Yeah. Hmm. So yeah, I fully agree on that. Especially younger, the younger demographic, right? we, we tend to focus too much on social media and try, try yeah. to really, really make it seem that, oh, we are doing well and, and you buy all these expensive things to impress people that we don't yeah. even like or care about. And it really yeah. fascinates me. I mean, you're really wasting money here when you could be using that money as a tool for to open up like, many different opportunities, right? You can start a new business, yeah. you can invest in stocks at least, or you can, you can even yeah. save up for property down, uh, down the line. And yeah, yeah I really feel that like the younger generation really have to Understand the idea of delayed gratification and sort of um, think about the future. I mean, uh, there's 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 uh, there's two sides of the coin, right? And it really depends on which side you want to be on. If you want to be successful, you obviously need to be like the uh, you have to be like behaving and you have to be working like the top one percent. But if you want to be like the rest of the ninety nine percent, then you can really continue doing the same thing that that your other friends can just follow the herd. And yeah, so. I've always had, yeah, since you're talking about property investing, right? I've always yeah. had this personal view of mine that um, property is not an investment if you live in it, right? Because if you live in it, it's taking money out of your pocket every single month. So I've always felt that real estate is, is an investment only if you're able to find a tenant to rent it out to and, and sort of get a passive income coming in every single month without having to pay for that mortgage, mm. mortgage out of your own pocket. So yeah, what's your take on that?
1: So very simply, right, uh, when it comes to investing, there's two ways you can earn, right? Number Mm. one, you either earn through a steady cash flow that comes in every month. For example, like rental for property or through, um, you know, dividends, if you're talking about stocks, Mm. it's cash flow coming every month. The second way you can earn uh, in terms of investing will be a capital gain. All right. So, there are a lot of stocks in the market, for example, you invest in, let's say, Facebook, they don't pay you a single cent of dividend. All right, mm-hmm. But if you invested in Facebook 20 years ago, you're just holding it, you buy and hold. That's all, right? 20 years later, look at your, your, your the amount of money you, it has grown to now. Right. So, there's two ways that you can really grow in terms of real estate. But the only thing about real estate is because it's a very large quantum amount, usually people pay a, a mortgage for it. Right? You pay a mortgage for it. So, that's where real estate differs a little bit uh, from stocks in the sense that stocks, usually people buy, they don't really leverage to, yeah. to purchase it. Although you can, I don't encourage, you, you, you know, people just buy. So real estate, when it comes to purchasing real estate, I still believe that, you know, even though you stay in it, it can still be an asset. Why? It's because the value of your property does grow. All right. And as long as the net net, after you minus whatever fees that you pay, you know, and the interest, all right, the remaining amount, right, is your profit to gain. And a lot of people don't understand that, yes, you're paying mortgage every month. But actually, mortgage is, there's two parts. So, mortgage is, one part is the principal, all right? And one part is interest. Mm. And the fact is, you only actually pay for the interest. You only actually pay for the interest. The, the principal, right, is borrowing money. It's not your money, it's the bank's money. The bank is helping you to leverage, to purchase this asset. But of course, um, you know, that's why it's so important, right, to make sure that you're leveraging on the right asset, the right property, all right? There are properties, I'm sure many people have known people who have lost money through real estate, Mm. a lot, all right? And, you know, it's because they aren't able to properly analyze, they aren't able to properly identify a, a, a property that can really grow, because you're only paying for interest, all right? You pay for interest and whatever down payment is your money. The rest is leverage, it's, it's kind of borrowed money. And I would think we need to have these different perspectives in shift. Shift in terms of perspective, in terms of buying a property is not exactly buying. Actually, we, we don't buy anything in life, all right? We're just putting our funds in different things. If you like that bubble tea that you're drinking, $6, yeah. all right, you just put your funds in a $6 bubble tea, that's all. You're not mm-hmm. you're not exactly buying it. You buy, consume, whatever. So, but the bubble tea cannot grow to two bubble tea, you know? The bubble tea cannot um, multiply itself. It does not increase in value. And similarly for property, right? You're just, you're not buying a house. You're just putting your money in a house. It's just that this vessel or this vehicle or asset, whatever you want to call it, it grows over time. It grows over time, you know? And that's where you can get the capital gain. That's where you can move your funds, you know? So, even for myself, when I calculate for my clients, I'm quite um, detailed. Also, So, sometimes they say I'm a bit uh, like uh, naggy uh, <laughs> because yeah. I run through a lot of numbers, you know. You really calculate to make sure that, you know, net-net, they, they are earning. You know, I want to make sure that they are earning and also earning safely because um, to upgrade, right, from let's say uh, a HDB to a private property, it's not an easy jump, you know, depending on which point on the market you are. it's not may not be an easy jump. So, I think it's, and I always believe, we shouldn't over leverage. We shouldn't over leverage. You know, we should always have enough reserve funds. So uh, I even calculate for my clients, right? Even if they do upgrade to a private property, even if they lose their job, they are still able to finance this property for around at least six months. Yeah, six oh, months. I really know really no. that.
0: <laughs> the depth yeah. of calculations that you really get into, right? So let's just move on from property investing a little bit. Um, okay. you obviously understand the power of social media and content marketing, right? So, touch more on that. How has all the content you've produced, especially your Investors Unlocked series, which I think is weekly, yeah. if I'm not wrong. yeah? yeah. Um, how has that helped you when it comes to generating, generating more leads and, and closing more deals for your real estate business? Yeah, yeah?
1: So I think uh, a lot of real estate people, they do not see the potential of uh, social media its, I mean, to its fullest yet. You know, they just see it as all—it's oh, an advertising avenue, but they don't see it more than that. Where you know, it can really be a branding tool. It can really be an outreach tool for you. And there's there's so much more, all right. And you know, you just need to get out of this uh, box or shell that you're in, and then you will be able to see like the potential of social media. So for myself, I'll. <laughs> a lot of my clients are before even if i meet them right they already say oh i already saw you on social media I, I i know already <laughs> so it's like oh okay like recently also i was uh, i was helping out for the singapore property show 2020 and i did a, a presentation for one of the the, the condominiums right mm. and then when i met the client she was like oh i recognize you you are i saw you on uh you know the singapore property show on facebook then i was like oh yeah thanks yeah that that, that, that was that was me you know so it does help with branding, you know, that's how with awareness of who I am. And of, of course, that is uh, my passive form of uh, lead generation or so, you know, people reach out to me, uh, be my friends, you know, be people, my followers, right. They, they reach out, you know, then they, that's where I can really uh, add value to them, you know, because they already see me giving value all the way at the start for free, you know, and the thing, I ask nothing back, you know then when the time comes, when they really, that's where they they reach out. So that really, I mean, helped me in terms of marketing, in terms Mm -hmm. of branding also.
0: Yeah, Yeah, I mean, it all comes down to personal branding, like like I said. Um, Aside from social media, like Mm -hmm. organically, like organic push, do you run any ads for your real estate? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I do run uh, Facebook ads as well. Mm. Uh, But I I tone it down a little bit. Only thing is because I feel that COVID-19 a lot of people are running ads. So I find that there will be a lot of uh, competition, you know? So I always want to be a little bit different from the crowd, all right? Be in the way I run my ads or be in the advertising also. so. we need to, to, to be able to adapt in terms of that, you know, cannot be just follow the herd. Oh, everybody doing Facebook yeah. marketing. Let me go there. Yeah. Everybody doing Google ads, right? Let me go there. You know, so we need to be able to understand that where everybody is going, then that, that's, that's it's not where you want to be going per se. You want to understand uh, the the method or, or this approach and then you try and be different, be unique mm. in a good way. You know, I, I see people nowadays, you know, real estate videos is no longer just about talking about the property. Yeah. It has evolved to where it's a little bit more entertaining, uh, you know, where they try to, you know, have some sort of engagement, like a conversation, you know, a lot, a lot of inspiration you can actually draw from the US. I would say really the US uh, the people there in terms of marketing, they do it very well. They mm-hmm. do it very well. Because so if you are having idea trying to, I mean, if you're having difficulty trying to generate ideas, you already have a platform to follow. Just go and watch YouTube, YouTube. All right. You can look at the, the top realtors there. They can be your first avenue of creative inspiration. But of course you need to also put in a cultural context here in yeah. Singapore and make it your own. Make it your, most important is make it your own. All right. You don't want to be seen as that copycat, you know, that uh, is doing everything. You want to model, then modify. You know, like you said, model, then modify. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I fully agree on that. And a great example, I, I think is Ryan Sirhan. Uh yeah, pretty sure you know who he is. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. in terms of, I just want to touch more on advertising, right? In terms of like you have to yeah, what one thing that you have to understand is uh, Facebook Facebook ads and Google ads right? they are just platform for you to advertise on. So at the end mm, of the day, yeah. it all comes down to your approach and, and how and how you actually uh, utilize these platforms in terms of the different contexts and how you really approach them. Um, because it's really different, right? For Google Ads and Facebook Ads, you really have to approach it differently. Yep. And yeah, so that's one thing yep. that I feel most property agents uh, lack knowledge of. I mean, like, I, don't, I don't really blame them because as property agents, like, you, you go through these uh, real estate salesperson course, and they don't really teach you much about marketing, especially digital marketing, right? Yep. Because it's such a, it's, it, you, can, you can probably say it's, it's really pretty new. And so, yeah, uh, exactly like you said, you really have to invest in yourself and really have to look out for new trends and, and new tools yeah. and really have to study the deep psychology behind everything. Uh, so, what's one thing you wish you had known before you, be, you begin your real estate career?
1: I can only say if there's one thing that I would really want to know. Uh, because, I mean, in life, uh, I, I, I would say I'm very different from most people in the sense that I'm always looking to learn. You know, I think the mm. willingness to learn is very important. So like in in life I'm always willing to learn. So there's like not one thing that oh, you know, because I'm always every day I'm trying to to improve myself that little bit. So every day I'm always asking myself okay, like what what I will review the day before or even if let's say uh I have a uh, let's say if a client right, if a client says okay, no, I don't want to to engage you. Then mm. I also will to reflect like you know what what I do wrong. So there's not really I cannot really think of one thing right now that I can say that I really want to change or or really benefited me. But uh, I would really have to thank that along the way, definitely I need to give back uh, some credit, right, to the people who helped me along the way. For example, my mentors, all right, my leaders, even in my company, you know, my colleagues, uh, you know, my, my dad, you know, my, my family, you know, the, the people that I, I, I've been mentored under. I think these people really helped me to, to grow along the way because life is a, is a, is a journey, right? It's a, it's a journey. So, you know, every day, um, the amount of 24 hours that we have in our life, we can actually choose, you know, what we want to do with it, you know, how we want to do it. Even simple things, just just thinking a lot does help also. Thinking in terms of like, uh, you know, trying to reflect, reflect on the day. Like, um, I think, what's the guy, Bill Gates. Bill Gates uh, takes a three-day holiday every year, all right, to just be locked up in his mansion alone, all right, to think and strategize. Mm. That, that's all he does for that three days, you know. And read a book and read and read. You know, so it's like th- that's the that's the power, right, of really spending time to to evaluate. I think a lot of people lack that, you know, in terms of
0: um, self awareness,
1: right? Yeah, self awareness. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, self awareness. Yeah, and and the earlier you can you you realize you become self aware, the better. You know, even when I was very very young, I was very self aware. I know where I kind of stood, uh, in in society or in in whatever cultural context I was in, and I know that. You know, I, I always share with my, my, my friends. My friends always say that sometimes, uh, why am I so hard on myself? Because I always say, I, 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 I'm, I'm like not satisfied, you know? I'm always not satisfied. No matter what it is, hey, you're very good already. But I, mm-hmm. I don't feel satisfied because they don't understand that I'm not looking towards people who are on my same uh, level in that sense. You know, if we think of it as uh, like hierarchy, right? Mm-hmm. I don't look at myself on the same level. Neither do I compare myself with people on the lower levels, all right? I, I'm not uh, looking down on them, but I, I don't compare myself. In fact, I'm always looking up. I always want to be that, that, that person better than me because um, that's the only way that I can improve my... If I always look down, you just ask yourself, like, honestly, if you're walking, you always look down. The tendency, you walk downwards, right? If, you yeah. are, if you're trying to climb a stairs, you will climb the stairs looking up or looking down. You look up because that's the direction you want to go. But a lot of people in life, they don't understand. They're comparing themselves with people that might not be, but they are not as good as them already. And then they, they, they it makes themselves feel good. It makes mm-hmm. you feel good. Yeah, I'm better than them one. I do better than them one. But you know, they, these people I feel that they will never be able to break, have that breakthrough because they're kind of stuck in their mind. They, they are limiting themselves in their mind. You know, they, they, they refuse to uh, be self-aware in terms of, yes, uh, I may have achieved this now, but I'm still not the best yet. You know, I'm still, there's so much room for improvement. Let me see how I can improve myself. And that's where I'm coming from. You know, that's why sometimes I'm really very hard, hard, hard on myself. Like, you know, in the sense that I really push myself. <laughs> I will drive myself, you know, to, to do better. Because I think that if I improve myself, not only will I improve, but my clients, right? Uh, I will be able to add even more value to them. You just imagine. And, and it's, 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 a, it's a totality thing, right? It will just keep going on and on. Like I improve them. They will refer then you come to me, you know, and then like, it, your, your business will grow. Your business will grow naturally. And I think that is very important. Even in, if you're not planning to run a business, for example, you're listening to this, you're working a nine to five job, right? Hey, this, this will help you, right? Even in terms of your nine to five job, it'll allow you to be able to impress your bosses in that sense through your results. Not, not suck mm-hmm. up, I don't believe in suck up, <laughs> through your results, right? You, you'll be able to improve, you need, like you'll be able to stand out, right? From the rest, you'll be able to stand out from the rest no matter what job you do. That's how I was able to, within one year, become a sales manager, even working at the gym. And they mm. said that, that it doesn't happen before. That's why my boss didn't believe it. He said it doesn't happen before. It took my boss three years, all right? And I was the youngest in the company. He said, he, he, in his mind, it will never happen. You know, there will be people who doubt you, but as yeah. long as you don't doubt yourself, and, it, and honestly, the sky's the limit.
0: Ah, exactly, we love that. At the end of the day, you, you always want to be growing and, and developing yourself and really investing in yourself so that you can continuously grow. And, and yeah. at the end of the day, you can, because you're always growing, then you can add value to your clients. And it's just a, really a full circle, right? like you mentioned. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned a lot about being resourceful, right? What are the best resources that have helped you along the way? Maybe like top, uh, top three resources, maybe. yeah.
1: Definitely is uh, reading does help. So uh, if let's say you, do, you plan to get into property investing, right? Like uh, my dad gave me this book, uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, when I was young to read. Yeah, Honestly, that. <laughs> that that is a very, very good book. Honestly, everybody, all right. I, I don't care what background you are from, what, what objective you've had, but go and read that book. All right. Because that book, I can tell you, it's not about numbers or skills, nothing about that. All right. It's all about mindset, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. When I read the book, right, it's all about mindset. You know, right. It's like, He's trying to tell you that being rich is not about oh, ha- having that, that being a lawyer, being a doctor, mm. you know, or, or whatever, you know. It's about that, that mindset that you have. And if you, after you read the book, right, that will expand your mind to, to understand that um, the situations in life, the obstacles in life don't change. But your perspective in life, that can change. You know, a successful person and a, not, and a normal person looking at the same situation, right, can see totally different things. Right, like I remember, the rich that poor dad, like for example, if an expensive car, uh, the poor dad will say, I cannot afford it, right? The rich dad will say, How can I afford it?
0: Yeah, fully aware of that.
1: it's, it's, it it? I want to that I was say really you anybody watching it, listening <laughs> You go read that book, please. Go read that book. That book will yeah, yeah, change your life. <laughs> this book. Yeah. Also, yeah. Uh, it's actually it's
0: actually the first book that I've ever read in terms of like business personal development finance. Right? It's actually the first book that I've ever read. Um, yeah. it was actually my mom who gave me this book, and it really Fantastic. expanded. It really expanded my view and really changed everything I, I see. Like because, uh, initially I wanted to be a lawyer, right? And after reading that book, wow. I was
1: like, amazing.
0: I it really changed my views a lot. Yeah. And yeah, really transformed my life in sort of like 180 degrees way. Yeah. Last question, Ian. Uh, what does success look like yeah. to you?
1: All right. I, I love this question, man. Success. So, uh, I really strongly believe there is no one way to measure success. You know, so if you are listening to this and like, you feel that, okay, I'm not earning as much as my peers or, you know, I'm not doing as well, right? I feel that you shouldn't measure yourself in terms of success just because of one area. Like for me, Mm -hmm. um, I think my near-term goals, right, especially since uh, I just got engaged, I do plan to get married. There are a few measures of success that I want to be. I want to be a good husband. Uh, I want to be a good uh, father in the future. I want to be a good son, all right, to my parents. I want to be a good friend, all right, to my friends. I want to be a good mentor, right, to, to maybe my clients, all right to my fellow team members, right, there's, there's so many ways to measure success and there's like, there's not one way, like, most people just look at money or, or power as, as that one way to measure success but I think that there's so much more, you know, there's so much more being a good uh, husband or father, hey, that is success, you know, that is really success because especially now, uh, you know, we can see divorce rates going up very sadly, you know, so you 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 need to, you need to understand that, you know, being a, a good father, being a good husband is very important, you know, even being a good son, right, I see a lot of, Uh, people who are maybe not filial in that sense, you know, they they don't really respect their parents, but I think that is very important also. And, you know, being successful in that area is important in life, you know? So, uh, yeah, there's not exactly one way I can really picture success, but I would say you just try to be best uh, in every aspect. You know, Mm -hmm. you you want to be the, you want to improve in every aspect, you know? definitely we are not able to be perfect right but we can always strive towards that then that's where we will see uh, improvement in every level all right then depending on because everybody's lens is different you know people who are are maybe in a very wealthy uh, state right they might see that okay success is only measured by wealth all right Mm -hmm. people who maybe are not there but they are very close to their family all right then they will think that hey being successful means you know being a good, good a son, maybe being a good father, being a good husband. So everybody wears a different lens, you know, you want to be able to not say impress everybody, but it kind of help yourself also, right? In in terms of measure, measure measuring success mm. since everybody have a different, different lens. So, I mean, that is, that is my uh, view on things. I know it's it's a little bit different, you know, but I'm okay being different. I'm o- I've am i always been different. Yeah, since. Amazing, yeah,
0: man. man. <laughs> really, love that, Ian. really eye-opening. Uh, especially because I, I with all this glamorization you see online right, on social media a lot of people really yeah. tends to tend to sort of uh frame success in a way is like, uh purely monetary uh of fame exactly. um exactly. but at the end of the day you really have to look, look within yourself and really think for yourself like what do you actually want in life what is your purpose in life mm. and that, that, yeah. that that's that's how you really understand uh what success means like to you? Yeah, which is why like, I always ask this question. I mean, if you if you realize that like, all my guests right, at the end of the podcast, I will ask the same question: What does success look like to them? Because I really yeah. love to see the perspective of many different people and how and how they answer that question. Yeah. So, all right, we've come to the end of the interview. Do you have anything else you want to add on that I may not have touched on today?
1: Yeah, I think I just want to say that you know I really like where you're going, Afandi. How how young are you this year? Uh nineteen. <laughs> 19 all right yeah. fantastic man <laughs> tell you at 19 years old you look around your peers right not many people are doing what you're doing and you know the earlier you start really it, i i see you growing very very far i just want to say you know like really thank you for opportunity you know to be here so to share um and i really want to see you grow you know this platform to to really grow you know this gen z uh gen z right
0: yeah yeah so yeah
1: yeah, I'm I, I, I I'm one generation above that millennia, yeah, <laughs> Millennials yeah. the Millennials uh, but yeah you know it's like there's so much we are going to be the future you know we need to understand as Millennials as Gen Z right we are going to become the future you know so if all of us together we can make that change right we can really change the future you know collectively and I, and I see you being that you know that, that role model right for other people out there really you know this is uh yeah, this this is amazing. This is this is amazing. amazing yeah. I, I, I really growing. see you grow very far, man. I I really see you growing because not many people at your age, I can tell, you, especially in this current uh world that we live, right? Mm. like you know the social media everything. Not many people will be doing what you're doing or thinking the way you're thinking. Yeah,
0: I'm really humble. I really want to thank you for that, Ian. Um, so all right, where's the best place that our listeners can find you and keep in touch?
1: Yeah, uh, you can find me on my social media platforms. Um, if you are either on Facebook, on Instagram, or even on TikTok now, I'm trying to grow. So if you, uh, yeah, maybe I, I can ask Afandi to uh, help me to, to link up or, or,
0: or something. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, well, Ian, I just want to say again, thank you so much for coming on today. I'll make sure to link all that down below so that the listeners can yeah. check that out, right? Looking forward to connecting with you again in the future.
1: Fantastic, man. I, I hope to see you constantly growing, man.
0: Thank you so much bro <laughs> Alright guys That's the end of the episode I really really hope You found it helpful And valuable Don't forget to subscribe And leave a review On Apple Podcasts If you like it It will mean the absolute world To me if you can do that Have a wonderful day ahead Peace out And see you guys soon